This week on Erotic Awakening, Power Exchange Basics, Poly and Mono, and Estonia. 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 Did you know Dan and Dawn have a new book in the works? The Polyamory Toolkit. It's a book that focuses on specific tools that people can use to address common issues and deeper aspects of a polyamorous relationship. This work includes such topics such as jealousy, compersion, finding joy in other partners, joy, communication, <laughs> migrating triggers, creating a solid foundation, poly flirting, and much more. Support the launch of this book by grabbing yours prior to its wider release and get special perks. Head over to eroticawakening.com to find out more. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about how, uh, actually, we're going to be doing a big blast from the past, which is not something you're, oh, you, you're not aware that we're doing I'm that. I'm not aware that we're doing that. You know what's cool, though? Look at the video. Look at my tentacles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to move them to the side a little to, bit. They're, like, right there. To those that are not watching the show but listening, Dong. Well, <laughs> Trying to, to gag on tentacles. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, look at that. We have a copy of Red Dragon Inn sitting up there. We do. <laughs> Christmas. Uh, no, Kinky and Geeky is coming up. Oh, and we'll yeah, be giving away true. those games at our Kinky and Geeky event that happens mm -hmm. here in Columbus, Ohio at the Space. That's not important now. Uh, what is important is we have a question of the day. We do. Amongst other things. But let's start off with this question of the day. Dawn, we had a listener write us in and say, Dawn, um, they didn't say Dawn. They said, hey. I don't know what they said, actually. But what they said was, can somebody be both, can be poly and in a relationship with a monogamous person? So... I thought that was an interesting question, mm -hmm. right? Because we do get asked that a lot lately for some reason. So it seems like uh, some people are opening up their marriages or whatever, and one person is monogamous and one person is polyamorous. And they just want to know if they're going to have any issues later. And they could have issues later, but we're starting to see this all the time. Or a, a other thing that we're seeing is a monogamous person meets somebody and they find out that that person happens to be polyamorous mm -hmm. and still want it to work out. Yeah. So, and for the people that we know of that's been doing it, so far it seems to be working out. I mean, and even as um, producers of PXS, we're always asked if, you know, this is a possible possible type of relationship. So we usually bring in presenters that mm -hmm. teach on it that yeah. have lived it. So. It, so it absolutely is possible. It's absolutely something we've seen people do successfully. It's got its own set of challenges. It's got its own idea in that um, you know, one of the things that monogamous people don't necessarily deal with all the things that you have to deal with. So for example, when you, when I was in a monogamous relationship, if I did a thing that like, if I was looking at a woman mm -hmm. and that made my partner jealous, right? The solution was to not look at that woman anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, if I was doing something else that made my partner jealous, the thing was to do was to not do that thing. Right. Polyamory, you don't have that option. You can't just not right. do the thing. Instead, the partner, the person who feels jealous, the person who feels envy and such, has to learn some tools to deal with that feeling. Exactly. And we do talk about that in the book, actually. So Absolutely. That, that's my expression in my mind. Yeah, so, editing lately. Right. So, oh, I know. So have I. But, um, you know, what's funny is that the first time, do you remember the first time we ever came across a monogamous and poly relationship? Mm. It was near the beginning. Nope. And it was at our haven. And 
um, down in southern Indiana. Yeah, yeah. And we were at one of the one of the um, festivals there, one of the events there. And this woman said, um, "Yeah, my husband's polyamorous, but I'm monogamous." And I was like, "What? You can't do that. If your partner's poly, then obviously you're poly because you have, yes. to, you have to deal with poly situations." And she's like, no, I'm not Polly. I have one partner and mm -hmm. only desire to have one partner. And it took me a while to just wrap my brain around that because I assumed um, that you could live monogamous, but that you were really Polly because you would have to deal with that person's other partners. Right. So, but that's not how they define it. And I've learned over time that that's really not how they define it, that it is polymo poly mono. Mm -hmm. So, so we don't have a ton more to say about it. It's, mm -mm. It, it's something we haven't tried. It is something that works for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. A fair number of people that we know that are making that work. It's a fair, it's a subculture all amongst itself at this right. point, right? You can be, you can find Paulo Ma, Holly Mono <laughs> support groups. You did it too. Try to combine those <laughs> words together. Combine it together, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> but what do you think? You can head over to our Facebook page. Erotic Awakening Podcast. All, all one, one word. word. And share your thoughts. That's will be out there for us to chit and chat about. Exactly. The Erotic Awakening Instagram follower of the day is the Orchid Fairy. Ooh, pretty name. You can find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day at uh, Erotic Awakening. Awakening is our little Instagram yeah. name. You know what's funny is I've been taking pictures for the Instagram, mm -hmm. and I have the Instagram on my new phone. I keep forgetting to post them. <laughs> so... Uh, I'll try to get some more posted out there. And you know, the funny thing is, most of the pictures we've posted so far are, here's Dana Dawn on a date. Here's Dana Dawn having German food. Here's Dana yeah. Dawn having pie. You know, it's not like we're giving the hot, sexy times all the no, time. No, we're actually found ourselves found ourselves with some free time over the weekend mm -hmm. and actually went out and did some stuff and took some pictures. Um, free time. Yeah, it's a weird concept, <laughs> isn't it? It's such a weird concept. That was That was... Let's go do this thing just because we have time. Exactly. Shouldn't we be doing something? Oh, no. Wait, <laughs> no, we don't. Um, so we are a little behind on the sexy dares. I have the two latest sexy dares. Don, oh, I'm gonna go, well, I'm going to go ahead. And, um, you're going to have to suggest, you're going to have to accept that you're not going to do yours. Okay. Don, I dare you to take off your shirt for the rest of this game. But we're videotaping. Not only are we videotaping, this game is going to last um, oh, there's about a another four or five there. months. Wah, wah. So one for me. One for you. Oh, uh, yeah. And the one that uh, you've got for me, I, we're, we're both willing to we're do. We're doing these separately, huh? Well, we can't do that one right now. True. What do you mean true? true. Well, we, we usually record these off the show. Handcuffed me and do something you've always wanted to do to my body. I think you're dead. Wait a minute. Wait, read it. I dare you. Yes. To handcuff me. Oh. And do something you've always wanted to do to my body. No, I didn't necessarily handcuff you, but I did tie you up Saturday. And I did what I wanted to do to your body. You absolutely did. And you didn't just tie me up. That was cling wrap. So I think you get that one. Yes. So unfortunately, oh. Can um, we do it again? Yes. <laughs> so Patreon users, uh, you're getting a freebie if you're not a page. So here's how this normally works. To back up and make sense of kind of life. <laughs> Normally, we save the dares just for our secret Patreon feed. Yeah. And we will be doing that in the future. But here's been some naughty ones. But here's <laughs> ones we couldn't actually, neither one actually is something you can do on the Patreon feed regardless. That one's true. Yeah, we can't do so, those. So we'll add that to the wall over here. Yep. So you 
get yours. I don't get mine. And that's going to make us tied, isn't it? Good. Yes. Two to two. Well, let's yeah. do our sexy truths. Okay. So I don't don't lose those. I'll put those up on the wall. Okay. I got mine. Okay. Well, mine's just sticking out here. Oh, there was two. Uh oh. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mine's a thinker too. So I'm going to talk more about that saran wrap scene we did though. <laughs> that was um, so cool. It's really neat. We had somebody. So Saturday night we were at the. Um, we were actually at an Adventures in Sexuality party. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I really like about their parties is we're not on staff at Adventures we're in Sexuality. Staff, so we, we, so we got play. to show up. We blew in when we felt like it. We two, played. Two, we left. Two we, different people asked us how to do something, and we're like, uh, not our party. Yeah. Get Eric and Sheba. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, I got to actually socialize for a little while and not feel like I had to jump up and go check on the door or check on whatever. I noticed some people were talking in the play space, and I was like, eh, who cares? Not my problem. Mm -hmm. um, so we did a scene where I put headphones on you, mm -hmm. stripped you down, and then used uh, what is called sometimes saran wrap or cling wrap. Um, and this is more, no, don't think about like saran wrap like you wrap up your chicken yeah. sandwich. This is more like you would use for... Uh, if you're shipping something or you're packing something, you, that, you, that you get the U-Haul, the, the larger. Yeah, with um, the handles, and it's really, really strong. Mm -hmm. So, And there was a guy that was teaching how to do this up in Chicago. Simon Blaze. Blaze Wrap is what they used to call it. Or at so. least it used to be Simon Blaze. I don't know, I think he's going by a new moniker now. But oh, Blaze okay. Wrap is what they call it. Blaze Wrap is what right. they called it for a while. So the whole technique of mm -hmm. wrapping someone up and suspending them. And yeah. Not that you suspended me, but... No, I did more of a, a open arm Jesus sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Not intended to be a Jesus <laughs> thing, but an open arm sort yeah. of thing. So like with a, a rigging gate uh -huh. so that people use for rope suspension. So it was with that. And then I'm standing in the middle and then you've got it all wrapped up so that I can't move forward or backwards. Right, right. Until you push me. Which makes you fall <laughs> backwards and your Very arms are slowly, trapped. Very slowly and my arms are trapped. And yes, so so fear play and claustrophobia play. All That's in one exactly shot. what it was. <laughs> so nice little scene there. I still have, oh, but you had a knife involved. Oh, I can't show them on camera. <laughs> that was probably, so involved. if we have a, if you have a question of what's the weirdest thing you've done lately that turned you on. Uh-huh. Taking, so I was using a, um, it's actually, it's a, I guess it's a practice knife for people doing practice fighting. Mm -hmm. It's a very sharp knife, but it's made out of plastic. It's hard, right. very hard plastic. It's kind of pointy, pointy. Absolutely, it's a pointy, pointy. And I could stab you with it, and the saran wrap, the cling wrap stuff, was put in such a way that I could stab you and let go, and it would just be stuck out the of your knife body. Would be, yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, I got a couple of marks on my chest. So where the pointy, pointy mm -hmm. got to me because you would smack it too. And it's just like stuck in the saran wrap. That was really hot. So if we come up with a question <laughs> of the day, which is what's the weirdest thing you've done lately to turn you on? Turn you on. It's it turn you on? being able to stab you and see the knife just kind of hang out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was cool. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of freaky. Because you made me open my eyes and look down and go, see, yes. see what I did? Mm -hmm. See what I did? I did indeed. Knife. <laughs> but then you had the, the two claw prongy thing that you were dragging across as well. So I had the knife and, oh my God, I sunk. You want to know when I hit subspace on that scene? Mm. That right there with that knife there that you made me look at and then the claws going across, I could feel the reaction mm. in the drop. That was awesome. Yum. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Uh -oh. I have a yes, question sir. for you. Yes, sir. What is the sexiest thing 
anyone's ever said to you. Oh, the sexiest thing anyone has ever said to me. The sexiest. Man. Well, you think about that. I don't... Uh, I should have something to read. I don't know. Anything. Well, I don't know if it has something to do with... Sometimes you call me your slut. Mm-hmm. And that's really sexy. But right up there is juicy fat clip. <laughs> I knew you were going to go with fat, <laughs> fat clip. You know, I knew you know, fat clip was going to be there. <laughs> no, I have to post them later on the oh, on the well, thing. <laughs> and they're not written down anywhere. Okay. <laughs> what do you think is the sexiest body part of your same sex? So what do I think is the sexiest, sexiest body, body part, part of men in men. general? Mm -hmm. um, I just find it interesting because you're hetero. So what would what, what would you find sexy? You know, I'm trying to run my little brain around it, and I guess cocks are, you know, cocks are the sexy part of guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't really think visualizing. I'm visualizing guys. And there's no part that strikes me as, oh, that's pretty hot. I mean, I've seen guys with hot asses. Yeah. So I've seen guys with hot asses, but I've not seen guys with other body parts that have gone, oh, that's hot. Okay. So, yeah, I'm kind of stuck between asses and cocks. Yeah. And I don't know that I see cocks. I don't see cocks and think, oh, that's sexy. But I see cocks and think and equate it with sexuality. Yeah. That's why I guess... Like cocks come to mind. So question for you, because I, I, for some reason, I thought you were going to say cock because I can remember a specific scene at a festival at our mm -hmm. Haven yep. again, yep. where you got a chance to get up intimate close, with the penis, intimate, intimate with the penis. Yes. In a tent with a lot of other uh -huh. people. It was actually a, what would you call it? An exercise or something where somebody. Yeah, we were basically were doing, we, we were basically doing uh, for to keep it simple, a kind of a tantra sort of thing, but there was one person that we were all focused on, and that person right, had a penis. Right. So, and that was so that was kind of neat. So I was wondering if so. Also, but that wasn't particularly sexy. No. No, I take that back. That was sexy. Yeah, I guess that was sexy. Because I saw it as sexy because the person, and I, I remember who exactly who it is too. No, I don't remember they, who they, it was. Yeah, they pop up every now and then on my Facebook. So. um and uh, I saw it as sexy because he laid in the middle being totally vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So, and he is actually gay. So he was vulnerable to the women in the tent. Oh. So, yeah. So that was kind of neat. So. Okay. Yes, meh. Meh. But cool. I was just I mean, curious. And, and it does, that inspired me to be bi or play with other penises or, you know, I'm just waiting to, I, I haven't found any guys I find attractive. All the guys out there are like, oh, <laughs> I find plenty, plenty of them attractive. I was going to say, you so can find plenty of them attractive. I will take up for that. <laughs> uh, we would like to thank our latest Patreon supporter, Rhonda. Rhonda, I promise you next month or next as soon as we are done um, recording this podcast, we're going to pull two dares and we're going to record it out there for the uh, Patreon subscribers. Nice. Um, beyond that, are we just about done with this show? Um, no. No, we still got stuff. We still got some notes. Like what? So we have new subscribers to the newsletter. We should mention that. 
Yes. Uh, Meg from here in Columbus. And Dave from Ohio. Sydney from, it should maybe, Sydney from California. And Emily from England. Head over to the eroticawakening.com website and you'll find the link to get your EA shout out. Awesome. So, now we're done. No, we still have a whole page. I will say, uh, <laughs> yes, I do. We did. So we're doing this book called The Polyamory Toolkit, and mm -hmm. we are funding it via Indiegogo. We thought about getting a publisher, and we poked around at that a little bit. So fuck it. Let's just self-publish. That's where we're at today, anyway. Yeah, our first two books are published by a publisher. So let's try the self-publishing route Absolutely. and see. Is, it'll be creative. be something you'll learn. Yeah. Uh, so but one of the people where – One of the people <laughs> – Apparently, yeah, that's going to be something I'll learn. Uh, one of the people we are shipping that book out to is in... Estonia? Estonia. Where is Estonia? I would assume it's in Europe. I would assume so, too. So, okay. Welcome Probably to the Erotic Geography Eastern Podcast, because we don't know. Europe somewhere? Yeah. Estonia sounds like an Eastern European country. It does. Yeah. I'm going to be annoyed if I find out it's a state here in the U.S. Or it's Africa or something. Estonia. No, that's, a, that's kind of that Europe. European. Yeah. East, yeah, yeah. So... Cool. Uh, Don, did you know the Eastern European sounding states podcast is higher rated than Erotic Awakening? <laughs> I don't think so. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. And you have one tentacle boob, and then we'll get into our topic, and it's then we'll get out of here. tentacle boob. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would um, be awesome. So uh, Jay-Z sent a link to tentacle sex on Tumblr. That took us a little bit to get into that whole Tumblr thing. Yes. But yeah. And then aren't they getting ready to get rid of all that stuff? Yes. Is it Tumblr that's getting ready to get rid of all my We finally figured out sex how to get to that link so we could see it just to find out that Tumblr's, Tumblr's getting ready to be adult content free, which I think is really, I was under the impression it's the only point of Tumblr, but it tells you what I know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So um, we do have some stuff coming up before we get into our main topic. Are you sure? Yeah, we do. We have a formal dinner this Saturday. Right. And so we'll be talking a... about that soon. Okay. So, well, what's next? Then we have a formal BDSM party here at the space. Yes, we that do. We so do have to work January. that January. So, yes, we do have to work that one. So I just had a two-hour meeting with two other slaves figuring out this dinner for Saturday. Is it going to go dinner. well? It's going to go fantastic. Good. We have it all figured out. And and we'll, we'll talk about that next week. One of the things I like about it is I don't have to plan. I just say... I just fire and forget. Mm -hmm. I point and say, make this happen. Well, Arcane and Spanky Ray were like, so is Dan going to give direction and lead and blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, oh, Dan's not like Sheba. <laughs> Dan says do and right. do. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't want to have to give directions. Yeah. Like, you guys do this and you guys, yeah. So yeah, that's your guys' thing. Yep. So. So, Don, believe it or not, this podcast has been going for coming up on 10 years. Pretty soon. One month out. No, it's not a month out. Is it? Yeah. Two weeks out, actually. I think we started at the beginning of January, 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, I think I, ha I have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure. We should do something special for that. Oh, but um, I do want to mention, though, back in May of 2009, you and I did a topic talking about the basics and getting started in a total power exchange relationship. Did we now? Yes. Um, and at the time, we called it, back in 2009, we called it uh, the foundations to consider for dominant-submissive-based bonding. What the hell? That's what we said. <laughs> That's what we 2009, said. 2009, this is 2018. Mm -hmm. 
So that was nine years ago. That would have been before we ran for title. But that would have been nine years into our power exchange relationship. Yeah. Nine years into our power exchange relationship to one year before we ran for title, two years before our book, Living a Mess. So does that suggest to I'm you... I'm the keeper of the dates. Yes, I see that. <laughs> does that suggest to you that we have some type of understanding of... Did we therefore create this fantastic foundation that has allowed us to set these 18 years on top of it? Is that what we did? Or did we just get fucking lucky? I think it's a combination. I think we've done a lot of work, but I think there's a lot of luck in there too. And a lot of intention to make this work. So I think that part of that foundation is we talk about, you know, what do you need to do to build that foundation? Part of it is to set the intent you and I did a uh, our first collaring with and, – and I have done this continually since then with collarings – is to set time-based co mm -hmm. contracts or time-based ideas. So you and I did a year and a day. We did a year our first and a day contract. the first one. And, you know, come March – and I always reach for this when I try to think of the date because I know what date is on here and it's almost rubbed off. Mm -hmm. March 3rd of 2001. Mm -hmm. Is when we were collared. Okay. So we're coming up on 18 years of that. We just hit 17 years married. It'll be 18 years collared in a couple of months. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say it's the other way. We've no, been collared longer than we did mm -hmm. the marriage thing. Yeah. So um, I'm a big fan of you set your. So one of the things we recommend is you're building this foundation that says we're gonna try this for X amount of time. Right. Whether you decide for like we did a year and a day, I've done three months, I've done six months with people. Set a time limit and say, you know what, we're going to stick to it for this amount of time um, versus the idea of just making it so flexible that we'll try it for our, and if it doesn't work, we'll just give up real easy. Because one of the things that you and I did that was really important is we didn't just give up. We right. took it in a, um, so geez, I got, now I got two things. I got time-based as part of the foundation. Mm -hmm. And the other part is to take it with, a, and I'm going to use the word, uh, I want to use the word gra uh, serious, but instead I'm going to use a much more hoity-toity word, gravitas. Gravitas? Did you come across that word recently? No. But what I mean by that is to take, to do this with some level of solemnness. So, now that word Sol I didn't make up. Solemnarity? <laughs> and you Sol made that word up. <laughs> take the shit seriously. Right. Like, for example, if you were going to go get married. If you're going to ask a girl to go study with you, you're like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of serious. I'm kind of taking that serious. If you ask somebody to get married, you're really taking that serious, right? Mm -hmm. So that gravitas, the, the idea that this is a significant relationship, a significant um, journey that you're starting on. And, and, and a commitment. And a commitment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a commitment. Even if it's for, and we did, we did, uh, we did DS Lite for like the first year and three months or whatever. And then we did the contracted relationship and it was for a year and a day, but we were committed to that year and a day. Right. Right. And then, so you're committed to that year and a day, and then you get to look at it again and reflect on it and see how things went and see if you want to move forward. But you're in it for that period of time mm -hmm. you agreed to. And, right? and, and the reason that's valuable, I believe is because when you first get started, in any relationship, you have that new relationship energy and it's all hot sex and, you know, it's all this great yeah, it stuff. <laughs> it's certainly, certainly. Yes, was. it is. <laughs> uh, but it's by throughout a year, we started to hit those bumps where 
you didn't make the bed or you didn't get my sandwich or I didn't feel like being a dom, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you have to get through those bumps and say, you know what, it's not fun right now. And we're still going to go through it just like a regular, any other relationship, right? right? No relationship is fun all the time. You have those moments where things get real and things get serious and to continue through those as well. Exactly. So, and to not, if things start becoming troublesome in the relationship, uh, what we did find out the hard way though, is to not kick out that foundation of DS or MS and go back to vanilla. Right. So we did that thinking that was an answer to one of the stumbles that we were mm -hmm. having and found out, no, 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 we are a DS foundation. So, and we need to keep our foundation because if we kick it out, then we're both struggling. Yep. So that, that we work better knowing who's in charge and who's following. Mm -hmm. So it's just simpler that way. So and being committed to that year and a day, we did have some stumbles, right? I can remember, you know, a couple of times of going, what have I done? You know, do I really, what have I done? You know, I'm, I'm a little upset. You're making decisions that I don't necessarily agree with. And then going, well, a year and a day, a year and a day, I have to build that trust with you, mm -hmm. right? So instead of backing off, I had to learn how to trust. And because of the trust, I ended up learning the faith, right? So that this was going to work out and we were supposed to be together in a power dynamic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we did a lot of hard work on that foundation. Absolutely. And, and it's paid off. I mean, obviously, we, we, I feel like we've put together 18 years. And I'll, I'll tell you about the conversation I had with Beric towards the end. Um, that we put together 18 years? Okay. That what you're talking about has allowed us to build a lot of time onto it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, the other thing that, that I will mention then, the last thing I will mention as far as building that foundation goes, right? So having a time-bound contract or time-bound agreement, uh, doing it with some level of gravitas. But the, the other thing I will say is find yourself some peers to be around. Oh, absolutely. Other people that are practicing power exchange relationships because you can listen. Now, nowadays, I think that there's a lot more power exchange content available. Mm -hmm. Example, this podcast. Example, variety. Living a mess. Our book and a variety of other books mm -hmm. as well conferences and such um but being around other power exchange people will help you to recognize that it's not all hot sexy times and when things do get funky you're not going to go to your vanilla friends you know if my vanilla friends if i say hey they're saying you know let's go to the bar after work i'm going to call my wife and tell her i'm stuck at work mm -hmm. i'll cover for you you cover for me you know, these aren't the people that are going to teach me how to be in power exchange relationships. Yep. I need the people around me that say, let's go to a bar after work. I'm going to call my wife or my submissive or my whatever slave and say, I'm going to go to the bar after work. Right. You know, and deal with the responsibility of that, you know. Exactly. So, and I always recommend for even submissives and slaves that to have peers that you can talk to because you're going to go through more than likely you're going to go through struggles because we have vanilla vanilla surrounds us most of the time. And if you are around vanilla all the time, it's easy to fall back into that. What do you mean? You let your other person make decisions for you. You know, what do you mean? You're going to ask if you're allowed to go do something, 
right? So as a, as a slave and a submissive, you know, I can talk to people that don't understand this dynamic, but they truly don't understand it. And they can try to convince you that it's abusive. They can try to convince you that, uh, at least for me, I'm female, right? Mm. So um, you're supposed to be, I am woman, hear me roar and be a bitch. And people take pride in being a bitch and how bitchy they can be. Not allowed in my relationship. So, you know, I need to find other people that understand that, that I can talk to and maybe have walked this path before me or at the same time as me or even behind me that are newer than me because they've Mm -hmm. got a perspective on things as well that over time I've forgotten about. So, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. Absolutely. I think that's a great perspective. Um, Well, there you go. There's your power exchange foundation. Now, it's not only slightly related to this. I had lunch with Beric earlier today. Okay. And um, he was asking me about this and about that. How's this going? How's that going? Uh, And that reminds me that, side notes, I should probably interview Karen at some point on the podcast. And if you are a hardcore podcast listener, you might pick up what that actually means. Mm -hmm. But he said, so how are you and Don doing? Mm-hmm. I was like, nobody ever asked how me or Dawn, me and Dawn. Yeah, are no doing. one ever I, asked how we're doing. Right. And I and I sat back and I actually literally thought about it for a moment. Uh-huh. I said, yeah, we're doing fantastic. We're doing great. And we really are. I mean, it doesn't feel like we've been together for 18 years. It still feels fresh, still feels new. Uh, we had a little date Friday night. I think it was Friday night. And then we did it again on Sunday. We went out and yeah. had brunch. We had brunch. Yeah. That was cool. So so Friday night, we had a date. Saturday, we came here and played. Sunday, we went and had brunch. Mm-hmm. I guess you're okay. I guess I'm okay. And, you know, and you know, this is one of those things about... Oh, thank you. <laughs> one of those things about um, polyamory is that you and I both have choices. And it's nice that sometimes we still choose to be with each other. Yeah. Kind of neat. No. <laughs> Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. <laughs>